everybody, welcome to this issue. What happens when you get two Jedi, a Mandalorian, a baby, and butterflies? You get this issue of Keeping Up With The Nerds. Brian, hit that music. Let's go. From 12920 Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California, in the heart of Uptown Whittier, keeping up with the nerds, issue 84. My name is Nick Bolero. This is Brian. Renee. And welcome to the show. Why did I say Bolero? Bolero. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, why is, it, does that it. seat make you nervous at all or what? No, it doesn't. I just, I, I hear dumb things I say. <laughs> Like how do we mess that's this a, up? That's a, how can we keep this going? Can I, I literally, I literally just heard myself mess up, and then I, and I honestly, if I had, if I wouldn't have pointed it out, probably nobody would have listened. Nobody would have heard it. True. But True. I upset my, I upset myself by doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the studio, guys. Yeah, it feels good. Feels good. Feels it's good. good. We for had a all three of us. We had a great host, great guest. Last week. last week, yeah, yeah, you know what? Last week was hectic because that was a lot of work. But we got stuff done. That's we did, the thing. which was good. We can't, did. Can't wait, can't wait. The last issue was pretty awesome. The interview with Miguel was pretty good. Yeah, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? I'm hoping that one of these days we can actually get Miguel and oh yeah, and Adam. in person. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, we were talking about doing a road trip because if you, for the listeners, you guys don't know. Miguel lives in San Diego. Yeah. We live in LA. Those are far away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> you're not big on Nah, me. it's if not you don't live in California. Those are far away. <laughs> it's not that far away. It's, it's far a drive. Away. It's a drive. It's a two hour drive. It's an hour and a half, isn't it? It's like Let's hour. round it. it it's, like... it's like two hours of traffic. Okay, sure. Yeah. But anyway, in LA that's far. Yeah. Like I, I you don't go to San Diego, you know, on a whim. But <laughs> some people do. Some people do. Some, some people do. Some, some, I some people to, have all the time and the money in the world to do I that. Know, I, I had a buddy Those of mine that I don't have. For, <laughs> I had a buddy of mine that worked for Amtrak, and I would ride. I would ride the train down to San Diego probably mm-hmm. on the weekends, and uh, I would go down and back, and he would just throw me on the train and go get in the back. We should do that. Like, if we're gonna go and shoot some stuff <laughs> with Miguel out there, let's just go to like Central Station in L.A. Hop on a train and head down to San Diego. That sounds that's, like a plan. I like that's that. Not how that works, but yeah, <laughs> we'll figure that's it out. Not how transportation works? <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not how. That, that's not how Amtrak works. We'll make it work. <laughs> you got to leave from Fullerton Station and take that all the way down to San oh, Diego. Man. I used to actually take the train when I went to go see Mandy when we first started dating. I would take the train. That's I would, commitment. I, I would go to Fullerton Station and then go all the way till Central. I had to get off of uh, Central Station. Did you feel like a true cowboy because you had to take the train to go see your lady? Yeah. <laughs> going in my boots. <laughs> you <know>? Your spurs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, here you are, pretty lady. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the thing. So I used to take that. And then I just realized I can just Uber like, <laughs> like straight over there because it's the same price. In all fairness, what is the difference in price? Because I've actually never paid for a train ticket. So for paying the train ticket to Fullerton to L.A., it's like 10 bucks, less than that, if anything. Seven seven or eight bucks. My- and then getting from L.A. to 
to her house uh, to San Bernardino is 20. That's actually not bad. Yeah. No, uh, my buddy, he would always do the thing of let me know. So, like, I went to San, I went to San Diego Comic Con one year with a buddy mm-hmm. of mine. And we hit up our friend. He was like, I don't work that weekend. Mm-hmm. And we were like, dang. And he goes, give me give me like 10 minutes. So, he hit up one of his friends and he goes, all right, you guys got to look for Steve. Uh, make sure that you get on. He's the conductor this week. So, go on, call for Steve, and then Steve will get you on the train. And then we went over and we were like, hey, is, Steve, is Conductor Steve here? And they were like, yeah, he's in the front of the train. And then we walked over and we were like, hey, how are you doing? And they were like, oh, you're so-and-so's friends? We're like, yeah. He goes, all right, get on. <laughs> what the heck? And he walked us onto the train and he put us all the way in the back where the cruise quarters yeah. was. And he put us like he put us in business class. Oh. And then he was just like, and then he goes like, do you guys want water? Like, I got water. I got like mm-hmm. pretzels. Like, what do you guys want? We were yeah. like. Uh, nothing. <laughs> no, I'm good, it was, Steve. <laughs> but it, was, it was so interesting though because we were there and we were asking him because me and my buddy were like, "Oh, know what we should do? We should get Steve something from Comic Con. Oh. Like that's really awesome. Like we should get you know our our friend and also Steve because he got us on the train. Yeah. Because because then later on we came back two days later, uh, and our buddy goes, "Oh, I'm working that day. You can just jump on my train and then mm-hmm. I'll take you back to Fullerton." Okay. So we ended up jumping back on, we, we got off and when we were there, we were like, Hey Steve, what do you, like, what are you into? Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know, is there anything we can get you or anything like that? And he was like, he goes, no, but if you get something for my son, that'd be great. Oh, that's cool. So what we did is, uh, and I asked our buddy like, Hey, do you want anything? And he goes, just give me a pop. Like, just give me a pop from yeah. Comic-Con. Like, give me an exclusive pop. Mm-hmm. So what we ended up doing is we went and we stood in line for like three or four hours and we got two of the signed uh, Stan Lee pops what? from wow. Comic Con from that year because they had a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So we stood in line and then we and so we got one for each other and then we got because you were only allowed to get two. That mm-hmm. was it. After that, you can come back. How much were they? Thirty dollars a piece. That's not bad. It's not too bad. Or signed exclusive. Signed exclusive. Yeah. Mind you, when you're at Comic Con or any of these conventions, they're not that expensive. It's mm-hmm. the resale that makes them expensive. Yeah. A lot of these. Like pops and stuff like that. A well, lot you're, of them you're, are. Like you're 20, buying from the Funko out. stand. You're buying. So you're not going. Funko. You're not going like a second party that well, has a booth. Actually, that specific pop. Yeah. You got it from Comic Con stand. You Funko mm. act, dude. Funko was selling pops from like four different stands. Okay. They they were just making money. They were making money hand over fist. Funko was interesting because that year they had a that was right when Dragon Ball Super came out mm-hmm. and that was when Beerus was like really popular. They had a specific Funko Beerus, and they when we walked over we finally got in line. We were able to get to the front where I was like, hey, can I get the exclusive Beerus? And they were like, bro, we're out. And I'm like, dang, dude. And he goes, the only ones we got are damaged boxes. <laughs> And I go, what? He goes, yeah, they're half price. He goes, those are the only ones I got, though. He goes, I know you probably don't want it. And I was like, dude, give me that damage Yeah, box. I don't care about damage box. <laughs> give me the damage box. <laughs> I take it out. That's how, that's how, that's how, how like, nerdy people are. Like, they were just yeah. like, like, apparently people were walking up and he was and going like, oh, yeah, I only got, like, the damage, I only got damage boxes. And people were going, no, I don't want it. And they were just walking away. I was like, dude, at least get the pop. Like. <laughs> It's not going to be as, it's not going to like hold its value as much, but at least you have it as part of your collection. It's true. Cause a lot of collectors, I feel like just, I'll admit I'm one of those. I like that whole like aspect of not opening them up and like keeping them in the box and stuff. And you know who else does that? Does that? Who? Lewis. Does he really? Lewis stacks his. So he has like a wall of pops. Oh, so you guys like have seen topic. the shelf of, of, of Grogu, right? 
Yeah, Andy's shop, little shop from Grogu. Shop, from Grogu. Yeah. yeah. The yeah the the shop the one that you hate with a fiery passion. <laughs> <laughs> a little football. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one where you were like, oh, if I can get rid of one thing in this room. It's all of Andy's belongings. It's, those <laughs> it's all her shit. Because that's what I'm taking from that show. Is whenever I walk into your house, it's always all of all of Brian's stuff. And then Andy gets one shelf and Brian hates it to death. <laughs> I, think, I think we talked about that too. How like... We we saw we went to Brian's house and we see like a lot of his stuff on there. We're like no no no, not a lot. All of his stuff. <laughs> like, where's where's Andy's stuff? You know? I don't think Andy lives here. Yeah, Andy's a squatter at this point. She <laughs> with, with a dog. <laughs> She's a squatter with a furry friend. I love how I'm writing all of this and I'm trying my hardest. I'm like they're talking crap about me, but I'm like trying to make sure that I get this right. <laughs> My hands are tied. Can't do much. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, man. Uh, That's funny. The, that but they automatically assume that like no one wants a damaged pop. Yeah, dude. Like, box and, they, and they were and they were half price. Yeah, so they're only like ten bucks. That's the those. that's the thing. We do that here if it's a damaged pop. Like we look into it and they're like, okay, do you want us to give it back, or do you just want us to destroy it? And right. they're like, half the time it just like, we'll give you a refund. You do, do you what know you why? want. Yeah, it costs more to send back. Mm-hmm. It's gonna cost more for me to send it back. Yeah. Just destroy it. I would get that all the time. Yeah. I would tell so I would tell customers to... that all the time when I when I was working in customer service. Mm-hmm. They would go, "What do I get? What do you want me to do with the old system?" I was just like, "Destroy it, or yeah. get rid of it, or basically sell it, or use it for spare parts." And they'd be like, "Why?" Like, and I go, <laughs> it, it, "I would just so, oh, it's fine. Just keep it. We'll send you a brand new one." Yeah. But in reality, my bosses would say, "It's far too expensive. Like, if we were to, if for every single controller that breaks." Mm-hmm. For us to send a box, mm-hmm. collect it, and then bring it back to the bring it back to us, just so that way we can destroy it. Mm-hmm. Let them get rid of it. You know, yeah. Amazon used to do that. Yeah, because uh, Amazon still kind of does that for some stuff. Some. It depends. So yeah. years ago, when Halo Four came out, I bought the collector's edition off of Amazon, and it got misplaced. I'm assuming they stole the package or something, but mm-hmm. or the delivery guy delivered it. I think the delivery guy ended up delivering it to the wrong house. Anyway. Uh, I paid like 80 bucks for the collector's edition, never got it. I emailed Amazon and they're just like, it's fine. We'll resend you another one. Literally like no fight. They just sent me another one. Yeah. I got it. And then a couple days later, my neighbor comes over to me. He's like, Hey, so I've gotten this package. I don't know what to do with it. Didn't realize it had your name on it. So here you go. The same thing happened to me. Oh, so you got two. Yeah. I had two. Same thing happened to me That's when I was to gonna, too. it was before Disney plus was about to be launched. Mm. And I was like, crap. And my PS4 at the time was down. And I was like, I can't. I want to watch The Mandalorian. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll go on Amazon and I'll buy a Roku stick. So I bought a Roku stick, right? Uh Uh-huh. And then I was like, okay, it's and then I get a notification. It's been delivered. And I was like, okay, it sends the picture. And I was like, wait. And I was like, God damn it. And uh, it it was the delivery guy put it over my neighbor's fence. Oh, my. So I I went next door and I was like, hey, do you guys get a package in your backyard? Because I think the Amazon guy just threw it next door. And And they're like, no, we didn't get anything. And I was like. All right, you sure? And they're like, no, we didn't get anything. I'm like, okay. Next thing you know, I tell Amazon. I was like, hey, I didn't get it, you know, so I just reported it stolen. They're like, we'll send you another one. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I sent that, an hour later, the father of the house comes back to my house and he's like, he's like, Hey, did you get a package? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, here it is. My my sons opened it. They thought they thought I ordered it. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I'm really sorry that they opened it. I'm like, don't worry about it. As long as it's 
still intact that's fine so i have two roku sticks now <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh I was, when i used I, to collect amiibos uh <laughs> i bought another one off of amazon but whoever packaged my my package uh-huh. bent the top of the cardboard piece <laughs> over oh to get it to fit <laughs> to get it to- <laughs> i'm just I'm sorry. That was just so funny because I know how what type of person you are when it comes to stuff like that. Oh, and then- I, I, I can only imagine <laughs> the hellfire that was you opening that box. That got just, you. That got you. That got me because I could just imagine you opening it so happy. You're like ready to open it. You're what like, the hell? Like, what the heck? You know? What the heck? No, Who like- did this? Why? I don't want it. <laughs> just- <laughs> Just walking in and out of rooms. That, and then I can also see the like the the Amazon guy packing it. He's like, it doesn't fit. Ugh. Like there, <laughs> they don't care about cardboard, right? Literally, <laughs> just cardboard. It was literally a package because you know how big those amiibo packages are, right? Yeah, like yeah. that big. They try yeah. to they try to right? put it in, they they to fit in a tiny one. It yeah. was two of them. It was a Ryu and it was a it was a Ryu amiibo and it was a Rob amiibo ah, and both of them were like bent over. Nice. So I opened the package. And I'm just like. Well, that sucks. <laughs> so I took a photo of it, and this was the only time I ever got like I got fight from Amazon. They're just like, Ooh. "Why would you want to return it?" And I'm just like, "Cause it's bent. Like I'm not gonna. I didn't pay. The figure's not yeah, bent, right? The, like, no. Yeah, they were just like, "Well, the the figure's not bent. The it's the package. Is not bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, well, cause, the product uh, is the package, and they're yeah. like, "Well, I mean, you could always return it, but you have to pay more." And I'm just like, "Can I just?" you know get a refund then or something they're like look okay fine because i guess it went to someone else right right, 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 and they're just like look we'll just send you another one but please make sure you destroy that one because you can't have it but i still kept it of course yeah it's open (laughs) i opened the 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 bent one no because you know you know what they need the reason why they sent that email is they need the email they need a, a proof they need like documentation saying well we told him to destroy it uh-huh. and it, we're, and he and he said he was going to destroy it so it got destroyed yeah, as long yeah. as he agreed upon no, it no yeah. no 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 person with common sense thinks he destroyed it like <laughs> yeah there's so much stuff where they I told me I just can't believe they bent the package to make it fit in the box well, hey man that's efficient hey right, bring in- <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to lower his carbon footprint so all right <laughs> They are also. I'm like. I'm not trying to badmouth Amazon, but the thing is, is that they're they raising t- prices by twenty bucks. Go that, ahead, badmouth. No, <laughs> but I was also. They're also terrible at sending comic books. Are they because, really? Yes, because I've bought like two they, trades from them at one point, and I bought as a Christmas present for my friend. No, worse was I bought a Bob's Burgers Volume One uh-huh. trade paperback for a friend because she loves Bob's Burgers, and I bought it as a Christmas present. And then I remember when it came in, it was in like the like thick Manila envelope and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I opened it, a big slice oh. from the front into like three or four pages was on the book, and I was like, what the? And also, it was kind of curved as well too. So it was like really curved. Like someone like really put like and all they their weight down. Delivered that? They delivered it. That's the thing. So what did Amazon do? Then I told them, hey, I got like a destroyed book here. And they're like, well, it seems like it's not in stock. What we can do is just we can send you like another volume or we can just send you like your money back. And I was like, just give me my money back and stuff like that. Every every bit of the money, right? Yeah. They okay, gave it cool. To me, yeah, because that was ridiculous. No, yeah, that that is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I have gotten comic books from Amazon. And yeah, they I, I've noticed they usually come out a little bit. A little mm-hmm. bit warped. They yeah. never come out 100%. No, that's the thing. And that's why I, when I buy single issues, I buy them off of eBay because I go specifically comic book stores from different um, states. They do really well. They, oh, they do. There, there's this one that I go to. I think they're in like Connecticut or something. And they like 
put it in a thick manila envelope with the bubble wrap inside, but they also tape two cardboards cardboard together yeah. on the single issue to keep it pristine and straight and stuff like that. Um, what was it? People you guys are one that, of the few. I will say this. People do that for uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. When I buy Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. cards yeah. online, they'll, they'll, they'll literally have that. Uh-huh. They'll do the cardboard. They'll uh-huh. tape it. Yeah. Then they get it into the hard shell, Ooh, those hard shell yeah, yeah. Uh, ones. And when I get them like that, yeah. I'm like... Wasn't there a bit oh that God. someone did yeah, where they're like, <laughs> who did it? Was it, was it like, SNL? It was, it, no, no, it was like a TikTok. I think I said it to you. It was like a guy at a card shop and he gets like a Pokemon <laughs> card. He gets those thick little slab ones, but then gets like a big at like envelope <laughs> yeah. for like a three ring binder and just kind of puts it in that thing. Hey, <laughs> He's all there. Protected. He's I will say this. <laughs> it's true. Under City true, was the only comic book shop I've been to that actually card or that uh, puts a uh, back and uh, a backer, bag. A backer yeah. and a bag. Yeah. Wait, did, in the uh, comics. Did, wait, did, did Susan card you when you first came in? Why? Oh, I thought you were going to say she that carded me. No. Are you over 18? Why? Are you old enough to buy comics? (laughs) We're reaching the 15-minute mark. We got to go on and move on with our topics. Yeah, because we... What? No, but you're right. A lot of comic book stores... They don't. They just leave them out there and it sucks. Yeah, we Um, spoil you guys. (laughs) Yeah, it it really brings back the nostalgia, especially like Boba Fett. Ah... I don't know if that worked as well as I eh, was. Yeah, was a good try. Because you keep <laughs> saying mines don't work, I'm gonna say no, it's terrible. Don't throw that at me, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Hey, hey, I'm not saying that I'm like a savant, <laughs> but man, do I know what's going on in this? Yeah, show. you pissed me off. <laughs> Did I? I, I, I you legit pissed me off. It's, it's more. It's more because like what? you, you knew it was a felonia. No, he knew. And word by word, the exact same thing. Like every <laughs> sequence of events that was going to happen, happened. No, he did call about that he was Mando was going to have uh, with, like a conversation with Luke. Luke. Yeah. That didn't I, happen. That didn't happen. But yeah. I mean, that was a You're wrong. See, <laughs> <laughs> everything. Oh, I'm sorry. One, one. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I, the only yes. thing I could not have the the only thing I could not have expected. Oh, and the and the yeah. It was the ending. Yes, of that episode. that's the thing. I, no yeah. one could have called. Okay, that. so. No one. I, I know. See, that's the thing, and I think I said in the group chat that like when that character come on came on, I was like, <gasps> and I don't even watch the show, but I remember when, seeing him in the promos when that, that. character came hold on. Up. Yeah. So did I. So hold up, <laughs> hold up. So before we move on, uh, continue this issue. Right, bear in right, mind, right. we will be talking about the newest episode of Boba Fett. Uh, new one. As soon as this podcast come out comes out, the last episode of Boba Fett should be would've, out already. Would have already been out. Would have already been out, right? So. Yeah. You know, this is a previous one. If you guys are one of those people that is waiting to watch all the episodes once everything has come out, this is a spoiler-filled issue. So bear in mind, yes. uh, watch that episode, then come back and listen to the rest of this and issue. Most likely yes. next week, we will talk about the whole series all together and where exactly it fits into this part of the so, universe. Here's your spoiler warning, and let's start. Directed uh, by Dave Filoni, this episode. Of course, it was Dave Filoni yes. and Favreau. Yes. Both of them co-directed. It is. It was going to be a Clone War-ish episode and they did that with that ending yeah right do we talk about the character reveal at the end first or should we go in more into detail about what happened between uh well because a lot happened before then that's the thing yes the the, the thing is is that it's really interesting because i remember uh adam was talking about oh yeah they um what was it like they're like they're pushing towards this being an alternate universe and them uh saying that like they're gonna re like they're gonna redo the saga uh the last saga that is the same school that was burning. 
Yes, that is. That's it's true. The same, yeah. it's the, if you look at it, it's the beginning's it's original stone structure. If anything, that's the only... Bring your mic closer. Is it? That's yeah. the only sort of like nudge or acknowledgement of the new trilogy that they no, have No, because they also had Snoke inside of last season of uh, Boba Did they? No, they mentioned... Oh, yeah. Because they, they, they were mentioning that they were trying but, to get Force sensitives to make a clone. But that's the thing is that they're, they're barely mentioning anything well, that's the thing they have to acknowledge it to let people know that this is the prequel to the new trilogy mm-hmm. like, this is stuff that's happening before the new trilogy not, right not only that but also think about it like this technically those are we're 45 years out from them mm-hmm. right now they are in the process and the very beginnings of forming the new order mm-hmm. like the new order doesn't officially form for probably like another like 10 years, like an actual like movement. Yeah. Um, Leia Organa right now is in the middle of like trying to figure out where exactly she falls inside of all of this. Cause right now, cause in about 10 to 15, cause she takes some time off. She does go train with Luke. Yeah. Then she comes back to, uh, to then be a, a counselor mm-hmm. for, uh, was it to be a counselor? Uh, she is then later on, uh, Rep- a representative, and she is also uh, the first person that, after Wedbon Marfma is going to retire, mm-hmm. that she is going to be the new, uh, was it, chancellor. Mm-hmm. And then what ends up happening is that she ends up getting this, like, duke hood. And then when the duke hood, she basically says, I don't want it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be this duke. I'm going to become the new chancellor. Like, there's no, pl- if I become a duke, I have to go there. Mm-hmm. The only problem was that. So she ends up giving it to one of her rivals, and one of her, and she just basically goes like, "Whatever, it's not my problem." Is this all canon stuff, or this is this is all canon stuff? This is all inside of the Leia book that just came out. That came out maybe like two years ago. Okay, I read books. Anyway, <laughs> you're gonna make Renee leave. He's already Love left it. chat. He's, he already put in his letter of resignation yeah. for the keeping up with the nerds because apparently we talk too much Star Wars. No, but not uh, that. It's just you guys flex. Yeah, baby. No, but anyway, um, I say one thing and just boom. It's like <laughs> just so funny. Knowledge Star throw up at me. So <laughs> literally, before we started talking about this issue or Boba Fett and this yeah, issue, yeah. the episode comes out the day afterwards. I forget. Oh, you you brought you brought I, it up the I topic. brought it up because no, it because was, I put it in the I put it in the chat saying, yeah. "Has anybody seen it?" And then you both went, "I haven't seen it yet." No, no, he didn't. I, I saw it already. Y- I didn't say anything. No, yeah, but it was the day afterwards when we all saw it that you yeah, posted yeah. the photo of the character yeah. that was revealed at the end, yes. and then that started an entire no, chain no, of events. I, no, I sent the one where it was a meme. It was basically, uh, <laughs> it was Mando talking to the armorer saying that, you know, the armorer saying, you're you're a Mandalore, Mandalorian, Mandalorian no, no more. more, and he goes back to Boba Fett. He's like, you dude, you got the dark saber. You know, like, <laughs> if anything, tell her she's not a Mandalorian <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so this started a whole chain of events where I started popping in like six messages in the span of like two oh, minutes. Yeah. You did the same thing started, and Renee's just like, yeah, I'm going to leave chat. I was I was at work and I realized I, I like, because I had kids that were also near me. Yeah. So I'm trying to I text was- <laughs> and I had children next to yeah. me and I then walked away. I was like, oh, hey, I got to go make a phone call. I'll be right back. And then I'm you're, sitting, just, you're making you're sending a voice memo. Dude. I hear children in the background, yeah. too, and I'm trying so Wait, hard. Could you? You like, kids? I'm like deciphering. Like, Wait, could you really, could you yeah, really hear you kids? I can really hear kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounded like they were you were in a playground, and he's like, he's at work. So he really he literally took out it at the time out of work to go talk Star Wars. <laughs> like, who would? Who would? Sure. 
Because all I said was, um, I think what I said is, I didn't like, like yeah, I didn't know. I didn't like that Luke was giving Grogu a choice. Yes. So between I, the I, lightsaber and having well, the armor and the we'll, chainmail. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in yeah. a bit because I actually really love that mm-hmm. little chainmail. Yeah, little baby chainmail. Mm. <laughs> But anyway, like I was saying, uh, to make a long story short, she gives it to a rival. The rival ends up becoming a member of the First Order. Mm-hmm. She ends up uh, finding a little uh, music box. Yeah. And when she opens it up, it's for uh, Leo Organa. Mm-hmm. And it's by Bail Organa. It's a hologram that pops up. And it's Bail Organa confessing, saying that she is Anakin Skywalker's kid and Anakin Skywalker's Darth Vader. Uh-huh. They then show this to the New Republic Council mm-hmm. when she is being voted on for the chancellorship and she is annexed. That's why she's no longer Senator Organa. She mm-hmm. is now General. 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 Yeah. Because they basically went, you're Darth Vader's kid. How can we trust you? All you're trying to do is make a new uh, empire. Mm-hmm. We can't even trust that that that, that Skywalker. You can't, we can't trust your brother. Mm-hmm. You know, he's also, um, he, how do we know that he's not just a Darth Vader coming? He just mm-hmm. killed his dad so that way he can take over. It turned into this giant See, cluster. That would have been great information to know for the new trilogy. Like having kind of like that little backstory said to us, but yeah, because I, I would have liked to see, because that would have shown like why Luke kind of distanced himself. Like one of the reasons why he kind of distanced himself yeah, well, in the new trilogy, besides you know? the fact that you know <laughs> he did whatever. Yeah, but yeah, th- but it's but honestly, go read it. I think it's yeah. called. Uh, it's not the Princess Leia comics, is it? it it's not, not the Princess Leia comic. Novel. It's the actual Princess Leia book. Um, I need, shoot, I need to read it, the. Can you look it up real quick? Yeah, the, it's the Princess Leia book. Too. I think it's uh, what was it? Because they also have one for Rebels too, and that one's called. I think no, it's not. Is it New Dawn? Maybe it's New Dawn. Well, speaking about the Boba Fett episode, but yeah, back to Boba Fett. Here's what I really loved. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the story yeah. aspects of it. I'm just going to say this one thing before we move into the story aspects. I love how Favreau is set on the fact that when the Mando is showcased in one of the episodes, this has to be a definite Western. Like every part and every aesthetic of the Mandalore story yes. needs it's, to be a Western. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Princess uh, yeah, Leia, Princess of Elderon. There we go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. All that's right. So a, that's, that, that's the read that let me see the front. Nick recommends. Let me see the front, like the cover? Because I, I know there was two different books. Oh, okay. It's the Leia it? comics. She's, and like, she's standing in front. And... That one? Uh, or no? No, that's not, not that it. Okay. That's not it. It's, well, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's by like um, Ashley. It's like, but it, it's it's an actual full on like book. That's not it though. It's with her and there's a X-Wing that's flying behind her and she's in red. That's the front. Oh, Bloodline? Yes, Bloodlines. There it is. That's actually a pretty cool cover. That's a pretty sick cover. Ooh. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that came out in 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out like a little bit after the- This is canon? It's canon. It it's came out canon. A- it yeah, came out after. Any books that come out after Disney Force Awakens, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's canon. Dope. Okay, Because cool. uh, this is also the first introduction to Poe Dameron. It's oh, it's her yeah. meeting Poe Dameron. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, now I got to read. People are making a big yeah. deal about that. Yeah. Okay. And also, uh, you know the little alien that's there. Uh, okay, so you know the alien that they zoom into, inside of the Force Awakens. Right yeah. And they're blowing up the Hosnian system. Yeah. He's in there, and he's like an actual like he's like her best friend. Um, so they like talk together like over and over and over again. So it gives you more context to that scene of him of it zooming in, on him because. That's her best friend. It's a, like, it's somebody that you now know. 
but yeah that is weird now that you mention it it is weird that they're releasing all this stuff after i get it but it does kind of like show that disney kind of rushed into this and said like we need star wars we just bought the franchise Mm -hmm. we need to just dump as much stuff in there the problem is that that scene is actually part of the cutscenes because he is actually inside of force of the force awakens so Mm -hmm. is her uh, assistant gotcha because and that's why leia feels guilty because the assistant was on the planet with Leia, she then sends her to go meet up with that guy, with that other counselor, mm-hmm. and say basically say, get the forces in, because he was like one of the other leaders of the resistance, mm-hmm. where it's like, get the forces, in, like start getting them together, we're going to have to go fight the First Order. So, he, so she sends her back to the Hosnian system, and that's why she's there, and that's why she dies. Mm-hmm. And that's why when Leia, like, sees that the housing system has been destroyed, that's why it hurts her heart. Because not only did her best friend die, but also her, uh, which also her, like, assistant died. Gotcha, gotcha. So there's a lot of other pieces that go on yeah. throughout that, which that is a really dope book because it's also talking about um, her having second thoughts of sending Ben to Luke. Mm-hmm. Of, like, how she's feeling about sending Ben to Luke. Because Ben at this point is probably, like, third, he's, like, probably, like, 16. See, and then the even the comic books that came out for the like Force Awakens stuff, um, there was a really good one. It was an Age of Resistance Kylo Ren one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was actually really good where it shows he goes to the Dagobah system with Snoke. But all He's of like, this is coming out after the trilogy is mm-hmm. already done with, yeah. like, over and done with. So we <laughs> we keep sidetracking. We got to talk about the Book of Fett. read uh, Kylo Ren? We the Rise of Kylo Ren? Talk. Not the Rise. I've read the Age of Resistance one. Uh, the Rise of Kylo Ren has the downfall of the actual Jedi Temple. Oh, really? It's a lightning bolt that sets it on fire, which is kind of dumb. Mm. It's, Kylo Ren actually doesn't kill anybody. Oh, really? Like, he couldn't He couldn't kill his friends. That's interesting. You know what is... Well, you know what's really cool? <laughs> no, but then, because it's cool, because in the Dagobah system, he goes back and he destroys the cave. Exactly. After seeing, like, the visions he sees of, of, of Han and Leia, and he gets like... What I'm saying is, <laughs> and the reason why I'm bringing all these things up is because Star Wars is a lot cooler when you know... All of the backstory that has to come with it. The the movies are great. They're so awesome. Rephrase There's that. So many kids. You got to rephrase that. Why? Because you're kind of like the way you say it is kind of. How can I say it? Okay, hold on. You, when you when do when, you understand what I mean by saying yeah, like? Okay, hold on. When Star Wars is a really great thing of if you decide to devote more to its story, you gain more from knowing what's going on. There it is. Because you you have to understand that what Favreau and Filoni are doing with this entire universe, or the entire universe, oh my God, I can't speak. This entire universe is that they're making new viewers interested in extending their knowledge of Star Wars. Exactly. You can jump into The Mandalorian and say like, oh, this is really cool. Now I'm going to start figuring out like all these different connecting stories and whatnot, right? Yes. Because what this episode did so well is that it brought back returning characters. Like, I don't understand why it's getting bad reviews because it's not Boba Fett centric. I do feel that Nick is 100% right, or you as well, Mm -hmm. when you guys are saying that the Boba Fett story is kind of like already over and done with. Like the book of Boba Fett Mm -hmm. explaining his kind of aspect, it's it's kind of wrapping up, right? So now we kind of need to focus on how we're going to start Mandalorian Season 3. Also, how are we going to... How are we going to go into... Because not only are we explaining Mandalor- Mandalorian Season 3, but we're also explaining how exactly do we get to 
Ahsoka Tano? How do we get to the Ahsoka exactly. series? Mm-hmm. How do we get to Amando season three? How do we get to all these other you know squadrons? Mm-hmm. How do we get to all these other shows slash movies? And how do I explain them? And what uh, Favreau and Filoni are doing so well is that if you don't know certain things or certain details that are apparent there it makes you the viewer more interested in picking up some other stuff and trying to figure out where these guys are coming from because amongst the three of us, we have someone that's deep into star Wars, Mm -hmm. someone that is moderately deep into star Wars and someone that's deep enough into star Wars to appreciate it, but not really super involved into like the clone wars and rebels and stuff. Right? So this episode showcased that because it literally starts off with, you know, Mando having a meeting with Boba saying that this is what's going to happen or it's pretty much everything. They're explaining what's going to happen at the end of the episode. Yeah, I mean, the the end of the episode very much... Or the end of the series, excuse me. Yeah, because, I mean, the beginning of this episode was very much Mando going, I know who to go talk to. And then he goes to go talk to... um, No, not even, huh? Hmm. Because he... He goes to go talk to um, which a Cobb Van, yeah. Before going, uh, what was it? Was that before? Or after? No, that was after he saw Grogu. That was after seeing Go Grogu. Grogu. Because yeah. Cobb Van was already threatened by the Pikes. Yes. Which also is he, Cobb Van is also from the books. He's from uh, what was it? Aftermath. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, Cobb Van is then introduced as the new marshal of that area because mm-hmm. he works for the New Republic. Uh, he kills the Spice Runners. Mm-hmm. Which was a badass scene. That was really that was cool really because cool. he that was killed a straight three, western. Dude, he killed three people with two bullets. Yeah. Which is awesome. Because I originally I thought it was a mistake. I was like, wait. No, he he aimed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was looking at it too. I, I, I had to go back because I saw I heard blah blah and I saw three people fall. And I was like, <laughs> You're like I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on. I go, that doesn't make any sense. And then so I rewound it and then I looked and you can see it perfectly goes through its chest. Mm-hmm through the back and then hits the other one right in the chest. <laughs> you and can it, tell uh, what was it that Andy was oh Andy posed this question to me because like the entirety of all those scenes with Mando like I said before is straight western right yeah. and she's like oh what's a better western Westworld or this and I'm just like no Westworld is an original western right it's trying to be something different this is Star Wars with a western skin and I could still appreciate and love a, it. If you want a better western because I would even say that this is a better western uh, justified. Okay. Cool. Oh, and they're bringing that show back. Yeah, because Justified actually has Timothy Oliphant. the age of Westerns again? Yeah, no. dude. No, but Timothy Oliphant, that, that, like... that's the reason why I love Timothy Oliphant, especially mm-hmm. when he plays these like Western characters, mm-hmm. because he feels like Raylan Givens from Justified, because basically Raylan Givens is a 1800s wet like gunslinger yeah. Yeah. in modern day. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny so to watch. Good. It's so great to so watch. I, especially when he kills the two pikes in this. Mm-hmm. And then he does the gun flip and then yep. puts it in. Very Robocop-esque. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, dude, that was so cool. So we have that. And then we so jump it. into pretty much now the Mandalorian season three setup where he goes and visits Grogu. We're surprised by, you know, the fact that this is technically the school we see in the new trilogy. And then Ahsoka Tana makes an appearance yeah. instead of, you know, Grogu or Luke yeah. Skywalker, well, f- which we do see, you know. No, but you separate. See, don't you see Luke and them and Grogu before? first, but not then in this. They're not together. All, all three together. Exactly. The, one of the greatest things about seeing the two of because it's really interesting to see both of them because in reality they're both puppets. One's a CGI puppet and one is an actual puppet. Yeah. And I have never really felt so much emotion to two things that didn't actually exist in front they're of me. Not like that there because like, it felt good to see you know a a Padawan trained by you know. 
that race a master yes. mm-hmm. and now it's flipped in reverse now that he's done his stuff he is now training the younger version of yoda exactly and they're even doing similar scenes where he like has them on the back of him and they're doing that run that they did in uh was it empire strikes back yes right yeah they're doing the same he's run he goes up yeah the exact same thing it's so great to just see that and you're 100 percent right you I get l- that emotion i love just seeing him talk about Yoda and they're walking together. Yeah. yeah. And like Luke is grabbing him with the force and pushing him in front. It's like every, as he walks. It's like every three just, steps. He's all yeah, like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but I love the idea of it's so effortless for Luke mm. where it's just like, he's just talking and then he just goes, okay. Like he's, it's, it's not even like a big thing. The just, minor details. Like, so like they did awesome. this in the last episode where he burns himself with the lightsaber. Yes. And now this, like it's stuff that you're picking up which is so great mm-hmm. you know but moving into the ahsoka tana appearance you know it's ahsoka that ends up talking did you see the to art mando. Hmm? did you see what was on the art what was supposed to happen no mando was supposed to fire at her mm-hmm. was in it the, in the end credit art yes in the end credit oh art, i was you can, you can see i was mando, talking to andy but here's <laughs> the here's the cool thing in the in the end credit art it's her in her cloak mm-hmm. and mando stands up and you can see smoke coming out of his uh out of the gun mm-hmm. And it turns. Oh, but I mean, he technically does that because he's waking up and then pulls the gun on her. I know, but you're not understanding what I'm saying. She reflect. She redirected his bolts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Away from her. She. He literally pulled out, shot, and then she redirects it around because mm-hmm. the you can see like the the air swinging back around. Yeah. That would have been so cool to see. To see him go like, huh, and then shoot, and then immediately seeing it hit a rock, and just it, for him to go. I really tried to kill this woman. <laughs> I would die. <laughs> so moving this story along, because we do have yes, to talk about Peacemaker towards yeah. the end of the podcast. Um, you know, Soka presents him a choice. Essentially, do you want to talk to him or not? Because you do realize that by talking to him, you're bringing back this, you know, feelings and these emotions. He really does miss you. Do you want to take that away from him? Also, end, uh-huh. she, she also uh, makes Din realize are you here for him or are you here for you? Mm. Because if you're here for him, okay. But if you're here for him, for yeah, for, for, uh, for you, then all you're doing is holding him back. Yeah. You're not letting him succeed and get to the position where he needs to be. And it's cool to see the fact that they wrote him the way they should have by him saying like, okay, you know what? Yeah. You're hundred percent right. Just make sure he receives it and he stays safe, goes away, Grogu sees the starship, not recognizing, but I feel like he understood. Like no, there's that he, kind of because he's reaching out for it. So yeah. I feel like, but I feel like he knew his presence was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of those things of I'm in the middle. Um, it's kind of like when uh, you're when you're doing something at home, and then people walk in, and you already know who's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, like you know, like you know, oh my roommate's there. Oh my parents are home. Mm-hmm. Same same difference. Mm-hmm. He knew that Mando was there. He could feel his presence. He could feel him getting closer. Mind you, there's when you're connected to someone, it's the same thing with Luke and Leia uh, and like Han and them. When Han was in danger mm-hmm. and Luke was on Dagobah, he knew that his friends were in danger. He knew what was going on and they were almost, and they were almost half a galaxy away. Yeah. So he knows that Din Djarin was there. He knows where he is in the galaxy. He can feel him. He knows that he's okay. He knows that he's in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's going to be so interesting. To just kind of see where it jump goes. into the B plot. Because I feel like the Boba Fett scenes are now B storylines at this point, right? Really we, quick, uh-huh. before we jump into B plot, how how did? Because I felt very emotional and I almost teared when 
Ahsoka Tana and him talk. That's after this B plot. Because that's leading oh, towards the end, exactly. Yeah, so we're getting to that point because that was conflict. a that was a heavy hitting moment for me because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. that we visually see them meeting Ahsoka for the Tom. first time. Yeah, it's and yeah. there's a line in there that I'm just like, I was like, oh man, I got out of the couch and I was just like in pain. I was like, oh, you can't say this. Anyway, B plot. We go. <laughs> oh, we we go back and see Cobb, and you know things are kind of going whatever they are. Right. Stranger in the desert starts walking by. Mm-hmm. It's a character that you pointed out, right? That you put on there. Mm-hmm. As someone that has not seen Clone Wars or Rebels, don't recognize this guy, but you two do. Yes. He is Cod, Cobb Van. I mean, not Cobb Cod Van. Bane. Cad Bane. Cod Cad Bane. Bane. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was... Uh, which well, was Cobb, Cobb, Cobb Van F- fought Cad, Cad Bane. Bane. Ooh, yes. that's that entire scene. That's, that's a tongue twister, yeah, you honestly. See what I, mean? I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> say that Cod again, Bane. say that again. Cod, Cod Van Cod, fought no, 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 Cad no. Bane. No, no, no. Stop. Silence. Say that again. Cobb Van fought Cad Bane. Say yes. it again. Cobb Van fought Cad Bane. <laughs> now say it just faster. Now say it backwards. No, you, kiss my booty. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, that's all besides that. But yeah, Cad Bane coming back and being a member of the Pikes. He was actually, he was introduced in Clone Wars. He was a just a regular bounty hunter. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he did a lot of stuff. He's fought a lot of Jedi. So, so how did his arc end in Clone Wars? In Clone Wars, you're not entirely too sure. Originally, uh, you, it is, in Clone Wars, one of the unfinished episodes was Boba Fett killed him. Ah. Killed him. Killed him, and he was the reason why he. Did has we the see dent. a body? Yes, it's a it's a duel. What dent? The dent on Boba's helmet. Mm. Oh. The, the dent on Boba's helmet oh. is from Cad oh, Bane. Cool. So Cad so Bane, having those two characters meet uh, probably at the next episode. Would so be Cad Bane is obviously. think of if you had a yeah. grizzled, mm-hmm. grizzled alien mm-hmm. with Star Lord boosters, <laughs> who has like two pistols mm-hmm. and he is a he's a sharpshooter yeah so the uh what was it so you know the two the oxygen are, tanks yeah those aren't for it, it, they're for breathing but it's they're unnecessary mm-hmm. uh he's actually captured by the jedi order anakin skywalker busts in and then goes like you're gonna tell me everything you know about uh dooku's plants mm-hmm. and then he goes i'm not gonna tell you dick like you you can do whatever you want to me and he goes you're gonna tell me everything and he goes to strangle which are Cad Bane he's choking and then goes it doesn't matter what you do this is feeding oxygen into his lungs Mm -hmm. so he implanted those so that way he can then get away with being strangled by the force Mm. this is how cool this guy is He is not only affiliated with the Pikes, he's affiliated with the Huts, he's affiliated with the Separatists, he did jobs for Dooku, he held, he attacked the Jedi Temple and got away with it. So the great thing about his entrance is that this was straight up the most intense, and did anyone watch this in just total silence, that yeah. entire sequence? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 and also go in like deputy, get the hell back inside. Yeah, like just leave them alone. Literally, leave yeah. them alone. Yeah, it, honestly, with Co- with Co- with Cad Bane and Cobb Van, it would have been an even match mm-hmm. because they're both gunslingers. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I noticed is like you because there's certain scenes in westerns where like you can understand how this is gonna play out, yes. right? And that's what they did so well. It was quiet though. 
the 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 perfect setup yeah. for like a good duel. Up into town yeah. Yes, and, and even does that whole thing is like <laughs> does the hat lift. I- perfect the hat is from the show yeah i know the but it just, it's just it's so, it's so good cool. um if if anything i'll look it up i'll find the uh what was it i'll find the episode where it's basically a heist episode of the clone wars mm-hmm. where they're meant to break into the jedi temple i think and, you told me about this one yeah uh, was it they're meant to go into the jedi temple but essentially dooku sets up the uh he sets up like death games uh-huh for them to get through, which are challenges that they'll have to deal with inside of the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. So he makes Squid Games before Squid Games because, like, they all start dropping, they start dying because of it, you know. And like Cad Bane is trying to like get them through it. It's so it's so good. It's so. So good. what's interesting about this entire sequence? Obviously, he ends up living. Right, the duel is a total misstep because the deputy is too trigger happy. It's actually interesting. Uh, you notice that uh, Cad Bane doesn't fire until. Cobb Van takes Draws. his eyes out. No, yeah. he looks away. Yes, and that's the sequence, oh, yeah. like that moment, that one frame that you see is the moment that you know that he has the upper hand, which is how it should be. Mm-hmm. You understand that a duel is supposed to be direct eye contact. The moment someone makes a mistake is the moment you pull your gun out and ready to fire. That's it. It's the one misstep that you're waiting for, and that is a perfect setup. What's great about the end of this duel is that the deputy ends up dying because he gets shot four times oh, and yeah. Cobb only gets one shot. One shot it's not a kill right shot. No. It's in the shoulder, but it's your gunshot. Mm-hmm. It's his gun it's his gun arm, so he's useless. But this is the reason why. If I kill a new Republic Marshal, mm-hmm. the New Republic's gonna come down. Yeah. If I wound a new Republic Marshal It's a message. It's a message and the New Republic's not gonna send an entire arsenal. They're just gonna tell Cobb Van or you need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you need more reinforcements? What do you need? Also, by the time that co- that he comes back and he's conscious again, most likely this is all going to be over. So we'll already be in control and the New Republic can't do anything yeah. by the time that he wakes back up to tell anybody about it. It's genius. I love it so Bad much. detail. And he's menacing. Cad Bane has never been this menacing. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Fewer words, lesser actions, yeah. and he still delivers a message. So this entire setup is pretty much going into the last series of events for the Book of Boba Fett with Boba Fett, you know, being the center of all this. Because mm-hmm. I kind of have a feeling that he's not over and done with being used as a character in the show. I feel like he probably won't be making like a full-on appearance in the last bit. He's just kind of like the head honcho, yeah. the figurehead, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll see him more often in other ones, probably in Mando Season 3. I'm interested, though, because uh, Cad Bane also kidnaps Omega, who is Boba Fett's sister. Mm-hmm. Okay. In uh, in um, Bad Batch. Okay. Because so, Boba, Boba Fett ends up having a kid sister. Who, is Bad Batch after... The series of events here? Bad Batch is before. Yeah. It is in the... Bad Batch starts, first episode, Order 66. Yeah. It's okay. like right after Clone Wars. It's right after... Gotcha. Clo- so Did you watch Bad Batch? I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, okay. so you could watch Clone Wars and then immediately shift in... So, like, as you finish, as you start getting to the end of Clone Wars, you can then shift into the Bad Batch because they're both lining up. Where it's like, this is going on and so is this. Like, gotcha. the last two episodes of Clone Wars is the same time as the end of Bad Batch. Okay. Because it's the very end, and then it's the clones being transitioned, issued into stormtroopers. Gotcha. So let's go ahead and talk about the last two points of this episode before we summarize it, because we are going to be hitting an hour mark on this. Ahsoka Tano loves her big boy, who is Luke Skywalker, because she is 
amazing. She that whole sequence pretty much is. Do we ever get to see him together? In any point? Nope. No, this is the first ne- time. You, you in the books, you, probably, right? You, no. No? No? You've never... Uh, the only thing that is mentioned is Luke's diary, mm-hmm. where he mentions meeting Ahsoka Tano at one point, but he never says anything about her. He, he just... He never mentions her. He never does anything like that, but in his diary, mm-hmm. he does mention... Because he talks about... A, uh, it's a new book that just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's called Luke Skywalker's Diary, and it's him giving his perspective of major Jedi influences of his of uh, his you know Jedi order. Gotcha. We're- so like one is like Obi Wan Kenobi, Qui Gon Jinn, you know, going down the list. Yeah. And it's like what he knows based off of Jedi artifacts. It's really good. Has she met uh, Leia? Was it not in Rebels or no? Because I know Leia was in Rebels at one point. Leia is in Rebels, but. Leia is in Rebels, uh-huh. but she never meets Fulcrum uh-huh. because Fulcrum could be anyone. Mm-hmm. So there are different Fulcrum agents. Mm-hmm. When she, when, or when Ahsoka Tano is Fulcrum, she is working with Phoenix Squad. Mm-hmm. She's not working with the rest of the Rebels because in the middle of Rebel, that's when they still have different sections of the galaxy okay. that are different Rebel units. So, uh-huh. so they're not a, they're not the Rebel Alliance yet. They're just mm-hmm. Rebels. Okay. So this conversation kind of brings in one key aspect of how these characters are being written. Ahsoka, when she fell or when she like left the Jedi Order, essentially was kind of full of anger and just kind of like in distraught. Have you seen that that episode? Yeah, I've seen that episode. So it's this whole disbelief aspect, right? And then she comes in here and she's at peace of mind. She seems more centered, right? And she kind of gives this, this idea to Luke of pretty much what he should be offering Grogu in terms of training. And there's one line that gets me that got all of us mm-hmm. was you're just like your father. <laughs> I like the idea of her looking at him. I actually thought she was going to call him Master Skywalker, but she called him Master Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like the reason why she can't call him yeah. Master Skywalker is because it's too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too hard to call him Master Skywalker because mm-hmm. that's not Master Skywalker. No. Mm-hmm. And that is so touching. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, it brought such a it, oh my god it was so hard, but yeah I think that's it's, it's it's so good you're just like your father brings everybody kind of like full circle of this thing of like the Padawan is fine because she is essentially she is way better at the Force and she's stronger than Luke is yeah she's better at him than in the Force in lightsaber dueling in every shape of the way because she has been formally trained by not one master by not by two she's had at least six masters because when you're when you're a padawan you're doing classes with not just one you're doing classes with master yoda you're doing classes with plo koon you're doing classes with all these different jedi their masters and their arts so she is well more developed, but the problem is that she has already forsaken her Jedi oath. Yeah. So with that, it, it's so cool to see because she got to see two generations of Skywalker. She trained under yeah. one and is now giving advice to another. I'm, and it's so great because it brought back, which is this last scene, right? And this, you said that you liked this part, right? Which one? The ending or that the you ending. didn't? I didn't like what Luke was doing i did okay. like how yes. they they showed it and everything but i didn't i didn't agree what luke was doing so uh, i want to hear you, his aspect i want did, did you catch the line though of like what are you doing here and then she goes i'm a friend of the family 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, oh my God, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so uh, I want to hear you. You're he- Auntie Soka. You're Auntie Soka. <laughs> I want to <laughs> hear why you didn't like it because for me, the, it's this aspect is that Ahsoka gives Luke the 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 um the advice of giving Grogu the choice to have him stay or to have him leave. And exactly. I think it's because she witnessed the downfall of her master mm-hmm. and does not want that to happen. She understands what the Jedi Order means. She understands the sacrifices that this person needs to go through. So hold up, because I want to hear Renee first before yes. before you. I'm going to take your mic away. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, she understands what the Jedi Order does and what it means. So she comes into Luke and says, look, look, I am a unbiased platform here. Mm-hmm. Give him a choice. Right. Absolutely. And the end of the episode is Luke presents to him the chainmail, mm-hmm. which was the gift that Mando came to drop off. The second choice, which is adorable. It's, I, if, it's really if he puts on the chainmail, you're going to have to buy so many more little dolls of Grogu in chainmail. Yep. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to let you know. And if or, he chooses the lightsaber, lightsaber. Oh, yeah. it's going to be new. Oh, I already have Yoda's lightsaber. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's going to be Grogu holding Yoda's lightsaber. lightsaber. You don't think they're going to make a plushie of that? Or a pop? Or a pop? I already have Yoda's lightsaber replica. I don't need another one. I'm fine. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you. You're going to have merch of just Grogu. I already have Yoda's lightsaber. No, no, no. no. Grogu is... You're going to have merch of Grogu holding Yoda's Yoda's lightsaber. It's going to be a new pop. Or... Him in the chainmail, in the Beskar chainmail. Yeah, you think that either one? You think they're not going to do it? That's no. Okay, happen. so this brings me to that question, right? Because yeah, we got to yeah, talk yeah. about that at the end of it. But before I do, that's the choice that's presented. Yeah. Renee, why did you not like that choice? I didn't like it because it made me already assume that he is going to choose the chainmail. I don't think he's going to do. Okay. It's because they were sitting up the whole time where it's like his heart, his heart is not in it. He's not learning anything. He's only remembering, mm-hmm. and that he obviously does want to be with. Din, Jaren, yeah. who does want to be with him. And I was saying this in the group chat where it's like, I feel like they are setting up Grogu to come back in season three. Mm-hmm. Because again, and I watched this, uh, again, Mandy, she's never watched Book of Boba Fett until this one, because I said Grogu's in this episode. And that was the only time she wanted to watch it. And even have Boba Fett in this episode. That's the thing. They had him for a bit. For like a little bit right yeah. there. But she didn't care about that. She wanted to see strictly Grogu. And that's the thing. And it got me thinking. And it got me really thinking. I was like, they're they're trying to re not rewrite, but write in we're going to have Grogu back by by the first episode of season three. Okay, so I, you you are more along the lines of like this is a choice that's too obvious to be written into. Yeah. It should not have ended with a choice. Yes. We already know what choice he's going to make, yeah. and it's based off that, your ideas of merch. That and then also for as of like when it comes to Luke making him give the choice, uh, if I feel like it'd be better, and this is me personally, it'd be better if he just kind of like not made him choose per se, but just kind of like. We'll we'll integrate both mm-hmm. into your training. Okay, you can have the ma- chainmail, and you can also use the. But I'll also teach you how to use a lightsaber and stuff like that. I feel like it would have been cool, obviously, as you know, seeing him wear the chainmail 
and then also we'll yield a lightsaber at the same time. Gotcha. Yeah. Will you allow me two minutes to explain mine, <laughs> and then the master will speak? So I can rant? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. There. <laughs> so the reason I really love this, I understand your perspective, and I respect it, because it is a good point to make. Like Obviously, you want to have that merch still being sold, and you yeah, still want to have them relevant, mm-hmm. so you want to have Grogu That's how Disney in can there. still make money. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> but for me, this was the most interesting aspect out of everything, and it's because I will never forget episode three. Revenge of the Sith will forever be my favorite Star Wars movie. And it only is because it's a tragedy. You understand the downfall of Anakin after everything that he went through. You understand that the corruption took place ever since the beginning and the constant lies that Obi-Wan gave him to try to like keep him confer- like, you know, conform with the fact that everything is okay. And I was pointing out to Andy, I'm like, you know what? This is good because now Grogu, and no, it's not good. She has to be ready. She's like, well, what do I have to be ready for? You have to be ready for the demise and death of potentially one of these two characters. Because by presenting Grogu the option of being with the person that you're friends with or choosing the Jedi Order, you are introducing corruption. Because that is exactly what happened to Anakin Skywalker. He had the choice. You know, to leave everything behind and join the Jedi Order, which he did without even thinking about it, or to stay behind and basically be there with his mom and stuff. And you have that with Grogu. Mm -hmm. Choose to be with the Mando or choose the lightsaber and join the Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. If he chooses the Jedi Order, is he still going to have that feeling of going back to him? Is that corruption going to be there? The dark side. Mm -hmm. So you have that potential of doing so, right? But then if he hasn't, you know, the option of choosing Mando... He forever has to leave that Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. But then he has that resentment of like, well, they never wanted me. They, why can't I have both? Why can't I do this? Mm-hmm. There's that option of corruption. And that's what's so great about it. Obviously, we can look into it and say that there's an obvious choice, which Nick will most unlikely predict correctly, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. But <laughs> it's that aspect of corruption that makes that so great because now there's actual risk to this character. Right. This character is not just the toy to me anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, after watching this episode, I love that little sucker now. I'm not going to punch him anymore. <laughs> I, you know, I freaking love it. When he was doing the whole force yeah. jumping across rocks and then he choke forced the little droid, mm-hmm. I was that like, was dude, cool. freaking awesome. I'm like, that dude, cool, now yeah. I want one. Now I want him. I want to hug him. He's like adorable to me I now. Really I really do like the idea that now he is a a fighter. He yes, an actual, like, he can handle it on his own. He can yeah. kind of handle it on his own. But yeah, there's that option cool. of corruption. Yeah. So for me, that's why. Nick, go ahead. So I think that he's going to choose the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason why. I think he's going to choose the lightsaber, but he's going to tell Luke, I have something that I have to do, though. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that Din is safe. I have to say my final goodbyes because I feel like when he left, it wasn't Grogu's choice. It was Din's. It was mm-hmm. Din Djarin's choice to give him up to, mm-hmm. to like that whole thing was Din trying to get, get rid of him. It was never Grogu's. Mm-hmm. Grogu, if, if Din would have been going around space, just chilling with Grogu, not yeah. going to go meet Jedi and all these other things, Grogu would have been like, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But that was Din's choice. Mm-hmm. It was never Grogu's choice to go with Luke. Well, he rejected it. He said no, and Din was like, "You need to go." Yes, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you need to go. Oh god, because I need to rigi- watch that last episode. Because originally, <laughs> in the very beginning, he goes, he doesn't want to go with you, and he goes, "No, he's asking for your permission to go." So I think he's going to choose the lightsaber, but he's going to have to have a reunion with Din mm-hmm. to finally have that final goodbye, that goodbye of this is what's happening. And that's going to lead 
to Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Why? Because who else is going to fly Luke? Oh, which one? Grogu to Tatooine. Hmm. So to you're go- saying... Right now, he is going to Tatooine. That is where Din Djarin is going. Yes. In order to compl- in order to continue Grogu's training and to get his mind off of the loss of Din Djarin and, and kind of to have him move on, he needs him to have that closure. So I need to go to Din Djarin, have them meet, and complete, and kind of like have them have this final goodbye. Because Din Djarin didn't really have a good goodbye, and neither did Grogu. Uh-huh. I have to go to Tatooine in order to do this, which means Luke Skywalker back on Tatooine. And that's important. Why? It's an also important because it's like. That's <laughs> where the story started. It's also important because it's like poetry. It mm. has to rhyme and it comes back because now as a master, he is, which are, he is coming back where he started as an apprentice. He is now the full fledged Jedi. Because he hasn't been on Tatooine since he left. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been back. Him coming back and not only freeing Tatooine, but putting it in the hands of Boba Fett, who supposedly wants to do what's best for for Tatooine and Mos Eisby and Mos Espa, would be a proper ending for Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. Freeing up Tatooine. It's kind of like Ezra Bridger with, uh, with Lothal. I'm going to free Lothal of all people that are trying to infect it. I'm the Empire or the Pikes. You then lead that into Luke Skywalker, Boba Fett, Cad Bane, <laughs> Grogu, and the Mandalorian fighting in this giant war with the Pikes. So I like. So it's funny. We all have three different takes on this because we have one that chooses, you know, mm-hmm. the Mando. I'm choosing in the middle more like along the fact of appreciating the choice that they wrote themselves into. We have the other one over here who's choosing the lightsaber, Mm -hmm. right? And it's interesting because yours ends in a way that could be a happy ending, which we don't really see much in Star Wars, right? Right. The other side is a very corrupt ending Mm -hmm. because you realize that by keeping them with Amando, one of the two has to die. Mm-hmm. And do you really want? Do you really think that Favreau and Filoni probably want to write that? I don't know. That's it, the thing. It'd well, be interesting. Like you have the comfort we all know kind of side because Star Wars ends in tragedy. As much as we think it's a victory, yeah, yeah, it is. it's not. It's it's always a tragedy in yeah. some way or another. It's a it's space fa- opera. Exactly. It's a space opera. Whenever you destroy, uh, it, it's all about vacuums. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where once you destroy one big bad, another big bad stands up to take its place. Mm-hmm. And but the 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 major thing that I really think is is that once you have all of these elements and all these other things, I believe that there was one line in that final episode that in the last episode that was very important. What was it? Luke Skywalker saying some people's lie, some people's entire lives are are but just a moment for you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because yeah, he he some, very. Do you want to go back to Jin to Din? And watch him basically die. You're going to outlive him. Mm-hmm. He's going to eventually die. And you're going to have to live with that. And you're going to have to... And maybe he'll die in battle. Maybe he'll die of old age. Maybe he'll die of a, whatever. But you'll have, you have to you'll have to witness that. Okay. I'm going to jump aboard on that on that quote. And real you quick. won't be able... And you won't be able to protect him. I'm going to... No, no. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to jump. 
I'm going to jump on your train. I love you. <laughs> and I'm going to jump on this train. Here's why. Uh, Here's I got him. I got him. <laughs> Here's why. So yours is great as a, as a space opera, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what we're all used to. Mm-hmm. The corrupt ending, the downfall of something, the tragedy ending of everything, right? Yes, we've all gone through it. I'm ready to cry some more tears and this time be very emotionally wrecked by the time I'm like 30-something, mm-hmm. right? When this entire series comes to an end. It's never coming to an end. It's Star Wars. It's Galaxy. No, the Mando story. It's never happened. It's never ending. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I like his idea because here's the genius behind that idea. And keep in mind, Favreau and Filoni are just geniuses when it comes to this, right? There's there's a reason why they put that line in. Hold up. There's a new hope. Because if Luke's order did not succeed, Mm -hmm. why are we going to continue on the new trilogy storyline? Why don't we jump aboard an actual storyline that will succeed? Right, mm-hmm. we already have the end of the Skywalker saga, yeah. but space is massive and forever growing. Uh-huh. It's not just about the planets that we saw in the new trilogy. What if Grogu does train under Luke, okay. and something happens and he ends up going away? Right now, they have that separation of Grogu's storyline going somewhere else and training somewhere else or doing something else mm-hmm. somewhere far off, and Luke is all of a sudden this messed up old man who basically. Dissolves his entire order. So they're subtly setting up a new kind of like exactly world, in, like a separate not timeline, but like but that's like and, and that's plot. universe. Yeah. And that's yes. kind of the ingenious of it is because you can also you can say it the same way that they did it for because it was very final when they when um, George Lucas said talked about Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. It was very final about like every Jedi in the Jedi Order died. Mm-hmm. Then later on it was except, and then they gave you a giant list of like, these are uh, Jedi who survived Mm -hmm. Order 66. What about if you also have this tragedy? Because Mm -hmm. the force is always, it's always going, it's going around in a circle. It's Mm -hmm. always fighting for balance. There's, if... Uh, if the Jedi become become too powerful and the light becomes too powerful, eventually the darkness will rise up and try to balance it out. Luke is gone now. Now... It is Ray, and she's by herself, mm-hmm. and there is no darkness in the world, which only leads to the Force in imbalance. The end of the series ends in the Force being in imbalance. Mm-hmm. The new trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't end with everything being balanced and everything like that. It ends with the world in imbalance. So that would mean that there is evil that's still going to rise. There's still good that has to rise up, and not only that, but also to have this character who we've been now growing with, you know, cause mind you, Yo- uh, Grogu is 50. Mm-hmm. He's 50 years old. By the time that the events of, uh, force awakens, he's a hundred. Mm-hmm. He would have been old enough already. He would have already been a hundred because Yoda was a thousand, was almost uh, a thousand years old. Yeah. He goes, he goes, good, he goes, good you look when you are uh, 999, you will be. And it's like, oh man, Yoda lived to be a thousand years. Mm-hmm. He, fu- he fought in the Old Republic. He remembers it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Grogu is going to go through multiple that race, and different things. That species also allows you to rewrite 
different Star Wars stories mm -hmm. because he doesn't just have to train under Luke. He can also train under Ahsoka if she decides to go somewhere else. She's out of the picture, essentially. Mm -hmm. She's basically on her own mission, and that's what that whole series is going to be about. So who's to say that maybe sometime in the future, 30 years in, Ahsoka is already kind of like in that kind of master zone, right? Or she technically how is. But how like, long do Twi'leks live? Can you look that up? Because I think Twi'leks only live for like maybe 75 to 100 years. Even so, like if she's in her final stages and Grogu's able to speak at the age of 80 by the time that he essentially leaves Luke's oh, no. order. I'm expecting in the next episode Grogu to talk. Do you think Andy has the heart to stand that? Neither does Mandy either, no. <laughs> no, she's not going to handle that. <laughs> she's like, I, no one's going to handle that. No I, one's going to handle it, no. I'm, I'm telling you right now, his first words are going to be Din. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm I already getting just, emotional. I can just, because me and Maddie, we sync up and I have earbuds and I'm, because we, you know, we talk on the phone. I could just, oh, God, no, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> my ear's gonna hurt I'm telling you my right ear's now. gonna hurt when that happens because that's the only thing because you can't have why have this B plot I mean why have this A plot if it's not gonna continue into the season finale look man if this episode ends up being anything like the last episode of season 2 of Mandalorian I'm gonna be in shambles and I'm not gonna show up for the next <laughs> podcast recording alright I'm not I'm not I'm not no, dude no, I'm no. telling you dude because the way that Grogu is looking at both things he opens his mouth and it looks like he's about to say something and it cuts to black yeah uh, they can live about 200 years oh, 200 so bingo. years bingo yeah. so, so she's maybe in a year's past between 7 or 8 years it'll she's be maybe 80 her age yeah she's maybe 80 oh wow because she because Clone War, she well, oh no, she, she wouldn't be. She would be young. She would be like almost forty by the time Clone Wars is. Because she was ten. No, she was like three when Clone War when she was brought into the Jedi Clone Order, okay. and then um, she was maybe she was like twelve, thirteen when she got assigned to Jedi to uh, Master Skywalker, mm -hmm. and the Clone Wars lasted for about what five to ten years so she's still a, she's still like 40 50 years she's old She's like 23 and then the uh which I'll, and the new hope doesn't happen for another 20 years after or 18 years after that after the fall of the jedi so that means that she has to then wait another 80 18 years so that would mean she would be 30 in her 40s then that takes place over in like another five or six years yeah so they, be, they say the mandalorian taking place in the year she is about 45. Yeah, so she'd be yeah. like 45. She's young. She she's young, be. so she still has she's the potential of so training Grogu. By, so by the time, they, they already did the math, by the time Rise of Skywalker, she would have been 72. That That's still relative. Yeah. She's in, she's middle age at that point, not yeah. even. So I'm telling you, she could be off with Grogu somewhere and we get a, a brand new trilogy somewhere else. I swear to God, if she actually is dead for the end of Rise of Skywalker, I'm very pissed off. Why would she? Because she's at the end talking with all the dead Jedi. Yeah. You hear her voice. You hear her voice. When Rey when nah, Rey's I think there. Favreau's ignoring that. Well, he's ignoring a lot. No, yeah, uh, they would have had to ask she's Favreau. Not dead. No, because any any time that they use Favreau for some for Ahsoka, she's not dead. She they always have to ask Favreau. I mean not Favreau, uh Filoni. Filoni has to give the go the yes, you can use Ahsoka for that. She's not dead. She's not dead. I don't think 
unless she may not be dead, but she may be just speaking through the force. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Because they never clarified that it was going to be dead. She's not dead. Let's wrap this up. Sorry, go on. uh, Really quick. I also really hope that they George Lucas the the crap out of uh, The Rise of Skywalker to then add force ghosts of all the Jedi that are Mm. talking. Because I just think that would be awesome. Yeah, just all of them like a because that would stuff. make that because that makes that scene a lot cooler mm-hmm. than just people talking to her like just space voices of her psychosis. <laughs> Let's wrap like, this uh, this Boba Fett talk with our favorite moments, uh, our favorite moment of this episode uh, before the last episode of the Book of Boba Fett premieres. As soon uh, as this is over, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say it would have to be the Ahsoka Luke uh, talking. Uh, her it, it felt very much like her talking to Anakin. It was, it really did remind me of Clone Wars. Basically like a live action Clone Wars for me. And I, I really want to see more of it. I love the idea where she was like, where they left an open window when he was like, will I see you again? She goes, maybe, maybe someday. For me, it was the uh, Grogu flashback scene when he witnesses all the masters oh, die in God. front of him. And I, look, good. I'm a sucker for tragedies. I'm not, you know, what do you call it? first, baby. I <laughs> What is it called when you're like very a, a masochist or whatever? When you're like very sad or something like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you like tragedy. Like, I'm not. I'm not yeah. that, but I do like tragedies because it's a character growth. And I'm right. gonna say that after watching that, mm-hmm. I've I, I felt for the kid. Okay. Now, now 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 he's not a toy to me. He's an actual human being. <laughs> he's not. He's not some object. Yeah, he's not He's real to me now. <laughs> I also couldn't figure out which Jedi, which Jedi's were protecting him. I don't I think it no was idea. specific ones. I was looking at it that too, yeah. and they, they did a close up on like a saber, and I was like, "There was a yellow ones? saber in there, wasn't there?" And I was, yeah, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah. There was, that. which is uh, a guardian, yeah, which is actually kind of messed up too, because if you go by Rebels, um, the Grand Inquisitor was a guardian. He was the one that turned off all the gar- all of the uh, protocols for the Jedi Temple. So like they actually have like so, like fail safes so that way they can protect the Jedi Temple in case it's ever attacked. Uh-huh. He turned them off so that way he can let Jedi he that way he can let the five hundred first come in. I gotta watch Clone Wars, dude. It's sick, dude. I'll probably Ready? watch Clone Wars. I'll well, I'll make a list. And I'll probably watch all the the Cad Bane episodes. I think I'm gonna watch but it all. I'm, I'm I have sure, to. I'm sure if you just look up Cad Bane episodes, yeah. you can find them. I'll probably watch those. I'm gonna let you know right now. Yeah. Dude, he has a lot. There's That's fine. a lot. It gives, of it gives campaign. me a reason to watch it. But the, the no, the reason why I'm saying is because. He has a lot, but there are a lot of times that there's a storyline that's going on, mm-hmm. and then they bring Cad Bane into it. Mm-hmm. So if you just watch the episodes where Cad Bane's mm-hmm. in it, mm-hmm. maybe mildly confusing because they might be like halfway through a storyline mm-hmm. that, which are, they're not fully explaining because yeah. they were expecting you to have watched it. Okay. Favorite scene? Favorite scene was Cobb and Cade were uh, the standoff. I like that. It was really cool. Shot really well, and I liked how he transferred to live action really well as well too. He did yeah, a good he did. job. He Pe- looked really badass. Yeah, pe- pe- didn't look were, prosthetically bad or anything. No. People were upset because uh, in the he he has like much more of like a pronounced mouth. Yeah, dude, I didn't, shut I, up. No, it's that's pe- what, that's the thing. He has a longer face in the pe- animated yeah. show. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you know it's transferring to live action. Okay, but Ahsoka's you know white things are were longer, and in the live action they're shorter now. People like need to stop complaining. Fan, like, can we? Look, if you guys are going to complain about that, but not complain about the fact that Ray and Ben's kiss at the end of Rise of Skywalker didn't make sense. That was awkward. Yeah, I, there's still people that love that. Yeah. I, I get it. Love whatever you want. It's your opinion. They it just does not yeah. make sense story wise. And I don't care how much you say it. It made sense since the beginning in the first of the she, new trilogy. Yeah. It just does not fit. I'm sorry. She assaulted Ben. 
<laughs> there was no consent. There was no, there was no consent. He was already dead. Yeah, he was, he was dying. I just didn't like the fact that it was like back and forth. She's dead, then he died. No, wait, what was it? He died, then she died, then he died. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like can make up your mind. <laughs> I don't Did get the whole it. like force bringing back to life thing. Yeah. yeah no. They, they, whatever. They, they really couldn't pick who was gonna live on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we just find peace, please? <laughs> they just kept writing like, let's, let's just find. Let's they were just... like, oh, let's kill off Ben, and then somebody was like, oh, whoa, 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 how are they, <laughs> how are they supposed to make babies? And then they were like, oh, all right, all right, all right. Well, we need to kill off Leia anyway. So what about if she dies? You know, let's do that. And then they you know, were she's like, she's actually dead. You know. So yeah, we they gotta, were like, we oh, write her all right, off. sounds good. Let's kill Leia, and then they kill Leia, and then there was a lot of people that that you know died. In order to keep let's them bring alive. back Han. Bahan's uh, vision. <laughs> Bahan's uh, Han's a vision. You Han's know, a vision. Hey, hey, I'm gonna bring order. Okay, I'm gonna bring order. Nah, to this. nah, nah. That's oh not God, how the new trilogy we, is, can, man. There's <laughs> chaos. Can we can we do that as a skit? I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> a writer's room skit. A, a, writer's, a writer's room, room but they're all just from New York. <laughs> All right, I'm down for that. <laughs> where there, where it's just like really bad plots. It's just like it's like nah, 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 nah. That's not what I think. <laughs> so we got 30 more minutes left, and I want to use these last 30 minutes to talk about Peacemaker. It was good. It, Wrap it up. <laughs> done. Hey, good job. We got All two right. episodes left. All right. Woo! Uh, there's really not much to talk about because this episode, and honestly. It's was a, a filler episode. It, it was, was a very it, filler heavy episode. It was. It Go was, for it. I'll be right back. Sorry. It was and it was. To me, I liked it. It was basically getting from point A to point B. Remember, Brian, you shake it twice any more than you're playing. I'm going to get water. Oh. Thought you were going to the restroom. <laughs> Freak. Yeah, now light. he's all disappointed now. Yeah, now now <laughs> I'm disappointed. Talk about peace. <laughs> now I'm disappointed. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to have like a, gen, like, you know, this like good, very genuine conversation Don't with you. And I really <laughs> got assaulted at the workplace. <laughs> I got assaulted at the workplace, but I, um, I'm, you're damned if you do. He's talking about peacemaker. Shut your mouth. So, so peacemaker. peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, okay. So this episode was actually it, it was interesting. It know, had it had great moments. I liked. It, it does have really good moments. I really you guys didn't like the butterfly butterfly scene. No, I do. he he didn't. I, I actually he didn't. I, I loved that. Scene. I love that, that whole scene. scene. Was and, sick. And then the the music was great too. Monster, yeah. and it was so. Cool I to I see. really enjoyed that. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting because I was kind of wondering who the cop was. Because uh, he kind of he seemed like a villain that yes. we should know about. Nothing. But yeah. I couldn't. But like they didn't really give us a name. They didn't do anything else. Because did you did you end up watching uh, the end of the episode? Yes. Where he's like, "Come on, look, look, look sad, yeah. look sad, look sad." So, um, and then he's like looking at the dead body. Think, and he's like, "Does this look sad?" <laughs> like it's it se- he seemed crazier than he should. Yeah. And I wasn't exactly too sure of like. And James Gunn loves throwing really like dumb characters from the DC universe in into Peacemaker. So I don't know if he's like a DC essential character. I mean, but the thing is, is that they, they did. So they did insinuate that the butterfly within Mern is he, he did say, I think it was either last episode or this episode. It was this mm-hmm. episode, actually, how he said the butterfly that's in Mern, he has all his memories. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've seen what Mern has done. He's I've a murderer. Seen, yeah. He was a murderer. He, he was disgusting. Yeah. And, I I think only his that that other guy that's the captain was his either like accomplice or maybe war buddy that we don't know about that that's why it's like you know he's the guy was so kind of like that actually is a good point mm-hmm. because Mern says that he knew him yes 
So he said that he was a yeah that he was a he was an accomplice. Mm-hmm. That actually does make sense yeah. of like maybe he was a war bunny or something else that mm-hmm. Mer- that Mern from his act- from, from his from original his life yeah. might have known. But besides that, so we have the what was it? So now the world knows about butterflies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Now we know that uh, Amanda Waller's daughter. Um, uh, what was her oh name? yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot her name. But the whole journal thing that was As- only which Asabio. Yeah, autobio. Autobio, I think. Autobio, uh, what was it? Her 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 job uh, her was diary, her diary mm-hmm. was planted inside a peacemaker's uh he was, was supposed it? to be in a patsy. But here's my thing though, is that why would Waller want that revealed? I think what it is, she always has a contingency. And that's how I took it, is that if it was to ever that the team messed up at some point or became public because they're using Peacemaker and if an official investigation was to go into it, it would be basically showing that Peacemaker is crazy. Because I think, because Waller doesn't want any stick of this to go public at yeah, all. Yeah, I know, but the thing is that they didn't say exactly what was inside of the book. They No, they said, they, like, it said... No, but they were talking about the butterflies. Though. They were talking they, about butterflies and that he, that is like, oh, yeah, there's an alien invasion that no one knows about and has the plans of killing the governor and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And it, it's interesting to kind of see how Autobio's, um, you know, take on the team. You know, you see uh, The Economist and you also see... Um, what's her name? Um, oh, La... Uh, Hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah, you also see hardcore where um, they both knew that he was a butterfly. They they were able to put it together yeah. uh, the same way that, you know, anybody else who was watching, you know, the second, the first episode could figure it out that yeah. he got blown up by a, by a door. <laughs> that's, the, that's the bit that pissed me off where I knew that Nick was just full of crap. What? Because you said that in like one of our episodes or one of our well, I was issues. Like, he got hit by a door. And that's how I know yeah, that he's a butterfly. He's a butterfly. Well, and I'm just like, ha, 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 that's funny. That's the thing. And then, you were, <laughs> and then they were like, oh, no, he got hit by a door. Like, what did you expect? Of course, he's a butterfly. And then you probably went, all right, well, th- th- I, I, I'm dumb. Yeah, you can ask Andy. That's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really what that's not what I said, but I was just like, I was just like, F Nick. <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was just like, because the moment they said that line, I was just like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's cool. F you, Nick. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, I guess Nick was paying more attention than I was. Nick secretly <laughs> writes for all these shows. <laughs> just, I pay attention more. No, but that, but that was the only thing that made sense to me is that like no. he had like he got hit by a door. Oh, that's the thing. Like when it was revealed that he was a butterfly, like I wasn't really shocked, but at the same time, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that that. But they had already revealed that he was a butterfly mm-hmm. earlier on, like I think an episode. Uh, prior because mm-hmm. he he's dipping his tongue into the brain goo. yeah that's the thing and they but again it's just the way that his character is mm-hmm, that you're mm-hmm, watching mm-hmm, it because mm-hmm. they did say that you know and then i think it was that same episode when they revealed he was a butterfly it was he was talking to the the computer dude i forgot his name for some reason and um economist he's, economist. economist he's talking to them and they're setting up the cameras right outdoors when they're trying yeah, to yeah. Uh, kill the governor and he's like no i don't show an emotion you know i just don't choose to do it you know and he's like really you never like said yet you were hungry and stuff like that and that was kind of like a key to me and i was like what if he's a butterfly that's a thing because even because yeah. even the butterflies were saying um humans smile every single time yeah it's a different but but different. for every face it's different 
It's it's like different muscles that do it. It's everything else, so it's harder mm-hmm. to control. Because imagine like it's kind of like driving a mech for a butterfly. Just yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> just pulling. <laughs> what Megazord am I in today? Some what kind this of mega, this meat, which <laughs> meat mech mech I'm in? Like, uh, this is Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's a pedophile. <laughs> oh, that's true. You know what? You know, no, Mandy said that when all they're getting like when they're all getting taken over, all the prisoners. She goes, "What if these like what if one of these guys is a child molester?" And there was like the guy with the glasses. She goes, "That's the child molester right there." <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I just say that that sequence of events? Oh, have we? Did we uh, do I, a spoiler? I, I, I uh, well, I mean, we were going through. We did spoilers for yeah. both of it. Spoilers, uh, spoilers, spoilers, for this. Uh, spoilers for Peacemaker. Whoa, spoilers. My bad. Cause we, no, because I mean, honestly, we haven't really said too much. Okay. Well, anyway, spoiler. Here's but anyway, your, here's spo- your thing. so for spoilers, yes, uh, Brian, what were you going to say? Uh, the sequence of events when the butterflies go into the police station and just start right, infiltrating right, everything. Right. I was telling you guys, yeah. I had a massive headache at that. And he gets really nauseous when it comes to blood. Even I got nauseous there because in my mind, I was picturing what it felt like to have your brain just blended like a thousand times over by you an insect. Not to yeah. mention is that they're going, they're going in your mouth. And then going up. Yeah, through a cavity. It's not like they're going down and then just like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, no, you can hear them breaking the skull. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can hear them going through mm-hmm. the skull mm-hmm. into the – because it's not like from here – Sorry, babe. I know you're a, listening to this going like <laughs> – <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, It's not like there's a cavity that goes oh, yeah. through. Yeah. Like that, there's but a, they don't there, go like, yeah, straight to the back of your neck and then just go easily go up. Yeah, yeah like there's, there's no cavity that goes to brain. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a, it's like it's like a – it's like a bulb, so they have to like That's literally not drill through. It's a calcium dome. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, it is. But I, I mean, like, you have to literally drill through, and that's what they're doing. You yeah. hear them as they're moving, just like, yeah. like, just like. Oh, can you imagine that vibration like, of like? Stop, that dude. <laughs> it's, it's messed up, dude! I told Annie, I was just like, <laughs> she's like, because it was like, you know what? That's not the way I would want to go out ever. Like having your brain drilled into and then scrambled. Yeah. And she's like, I don't think they had choices, babe. And I'm like. I'd probably pop yeah, my brain out before anything. I don't, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really think that all of those inmates were like all electric chair. Butterfly. butterfly. <laughs> and they were like, butterfly. what's butterfly? Maybe I get dropped in a field of butterflies and they kill me. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. That, that might sound beautiful. <laughs> that, that reminds me of the Dark Knight Rises. It's like, he goes, they go, death or exile. And it's like, okay. So you I mean choose death. Ex- yeah, I'll choose death. <laughs> death. By, By exile. exile. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I felt like <laughs> I said this at the beginning uh, before I went to go get water. It, this this episode felt very fillery. Like it felt like it was more of a setup for the last two episodes. No, yes, it's yes. It's, it's a bridge yes. to get to from basically this plot. We're done with this plot. Now we got to move forward to the ending. Yeah. Now the thread yeah. has been revealed. The yeah. thread is active. The thread is prominent. Now what are these guys going to do? Yeah. Because. You still have that dialogue. Have two, now you have two threats. Who? Yeah, you have the butterflies and, the, butterflies and the white dragon. And the white oh, and the white dragon. dragon. Yeah. yeah. And, and, Careful and with it, the white dragon. But it, but it also kind of Just got to remind myself. I just said the before, white dragon. <laughs> no, no, no. Before the show, Brian kept saying the white dragon was really cool. Like, no, really that's not what I said. I've been looking forward to this. I was looking forward to the white dragon this whole time. And now that he's here, I, now I'm paying attention in the episode. He goes, I've been I'm checked bought, out. Yeah. I've been checked out. So let me now tell that you. my hero, the white dragon, is here, he's going to save the day. <laughs> That's what Brian said. Brian is a full hardcore so, 
the reason why we're doing this bit is because what do you think we're doing this bit? I didn't choose to do this bit. No, I'm just I'm just saying the reason why Nick chose to do this bit (laughs) (laughs) is uh, (laughs) are you done laughing? Yeah, because it's funny. Is basically, I made a comment of just like when in this episode, I was like, "Oh yeah, it was really cool to see the suit and stuff." And you guys, you guys went on me like, "Careful, I'm like careful how you say that, Renee." I was like, and it's just, I was that's true because you know I was I was excited to see like another comic book character. <laughs> Dude. It's so yeah. weird to try and talk about this guy yeah. so, and not go like, "Well, I mean, he was cool, yeah. but like, not like I don't, I don't, I don't believe in his beliefs or anything like that." But it yeah. like, he's super comic book accurate. Yeah. But like, it's really messed it's up that he's sick a costume, but yeah, No it's way, so way. close to the comic book, and I love it. But it's like, <laughs> but he's a racist, he's, and I don't he's like a Nazi that. racist. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like watching that, that episode because Annie and I watch. I'm so glad she's watching this because it's so it's so great. It's so great to be like marrying someone that's like honestly into comic books. So great. Anyways, so sorry I nerded out a little bit, but we that's were not watching. Out. That's just you being sappy. <laughs> 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 anyway, so we were watching it, and the end credits roll. Is your odd one? I broke you. I broke him. Because you're sappy. That <laughs> day. Are we done? Yes. No. End credits roll, and I tell her that costume's really great, and she looks at me. She's like, "You know, he's a Nazi, right?" And I'm just like, "I know that." She's saying. It's great. See, I thought that would have been funnier if you would have been like, I know that now. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that the White Hoods and the Zeke Heil, that would have given it away to you. (laughs) But now, it's gone... Come all together. I want I get it. I want to ask people. Like, imagine people that are watching this show and like love it. Right? Would you go up? Like, that's the thing. Is how do can can people like say they really love the costume? But like not really because he's a Nazi. Listen, I've never been afraid of anybody that puts a pillow sheet over their head. So <laughs> what? Because that's what all of his followers did. They literally had pillow sheets so yeah. they could have the dragon horns. Yeah. Oh but my it was, god! It was pillow sheets with holes in there. Yeah. If I could do <laughs> a better of, job than putting the, two holes <laughs> in. <laughs> but it's but it's the idea of because it's supposed to be the white Ku Klux Klan hat. Yeah. But be, not one point. One, but it's only one point. What? So can we? Can points. you not do that the notion with your hands? <laughs> what? I mean, I'm just doing a dragon. I'm just jumping. I'm, I'm a dragon. dragon. Do the dragon point, not the oh. other. <laughs> you oh, know what's funny? I think James Gunn is gonna have us. <laughs> I feel like he purposely did this where it's like I'm gonna like I'm gonna put these characters in here and I have a feeling that Peacemaker is gonna try to do something and then like the butterflies are gonna come and they have to work together <laughs> to stop the butterflies. I want and I think that would be hilarious. Yes! But no! Peacemaker's like, we're teaming up with the Nazis. <laughs> And so you have you know, the Nazis save the world from an alien invasion. So you have to cheer them on. And I feel like James Gunn's going to do that to us, guys. Because it's going to be hilarious. Because everybody's going to be like, yeah, oh, no. Like, oh, God. Oh, look, I'm, that guy's cool, but. You know what? I'm really liking 
hood number two. Because <laughs> why else build up his yeah, flock that's the thing. of Nazis? Because guess what? They have an army. Yes. The butterflies have an army. Peacemaker needs an <laughs> army. And he needs a white supremacist army. <laughs> I want to watch this episode with Brian so bad for him to go like, I'm really digging that guy. You know he's a Nazi, right? I might get him a little less, but he's still cool. <laughs> so, I'm so lightheaded right now. I love that idea. Because I'm thinking James about Gunn that. James a genius. Yeah. Because he also back, said, back, he back. also said, I did it. For episode eight, I did <laughs> yeah. all of this for episode eight, yeah. which means that he would have put all of them together just so that way he can then set up all of these little yeah pe- these puzzle pieces <laughs> just to go. And now that do you think that's fall. career suicide for James Gunn? Why? No, not at all. I mean, we it's we hilarious. love that because it's like we, like that's the thing is that we're going to be watching episode eight, and if that does come I, to reality, I feel I feel I feel like that's what HBO that's HBO what wouldn't wouldn't really say. I mean, if they're letting the episode air, I mean, they're letting the series air. And yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here that's kind of like it's really hard because how exactly yeah. do I have Peacemaker? And Peacemaker was already kind of like an like he's, he's already kind of like a white supremacist. Like there, that's the thing. There, are, there is a history of him being a white supremacist yes. and everything like that yeah. inside of the comic books. But they're writing so, him differently a little bit more in yeah. here, which is it's so, fine because so, they're really trying so, to make him likable. So when you pitched it, you knew that was going to have to be a thing that we were going to have to get over. Of him being a white supremacist. And what way else could you have done that than make his Nazi father a hero? <laughs> and make you cheer for him, right? Against an invasion. Yeah. Because when in doubt, call the call Rendex. <laughs> it's like, you know, because I feel that's the perfect I, way James I, Gunn would like, you know. It sounds so he bonkers. Wants to, cause, yeah. He wants this to happen. so bonkers. I feel like he wants that to happen. To have you <laughs> have mixed feelings about the success of their, yeah. of their mission. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. no. Oh. Or, or are you really liking a Nazi? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he dies? <laughs> He gets like murdered. And you're like, no, I oh, think, I really like I that guy. Thing, right? <laughs> I don't think you'll like any of them, but I think you will be conflicted on the fact that there's going to be some really badass scenes With involving them. them. Yes. Yeah, like <clears throat> he's oh. they're, 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 oh. like, yeah, and 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 then the team as well too. Peacemaker's team on top of that, just like getting help from them. They are constantly going to make remarks during this battle, dude. Alone <laughs> with Mern and Autobio. <laughs> that, I mean, it's 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 a cluster right mm, there. James Gunn is a freaking genius. Exactly. Yeah. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> I just it just dawned on me, right? Yeah, so yeah. you have your undercover agents mm-hmm. who know about the secret invasion. Yes. You have the Nazis <laughs> gearing up to kill off the son yeah. of the Nazi leader, mm-hmm. and then you have the butterflies that took over an entire police precinct yes. in town. Basically Not town. the town. We don't know if they took over the town. They could, though. They could have. No, because there's still a lot of butterflies left. Mm-hmm. There they was could, a lot of butterflies. There was a honestly. lot of butterflies. You, th- you're, you're telling me that they I couldn't mean, take over the town with those? But, so do you think that if this gets nationally televised, it's going to be the cops versus the Nazis? 
And you're rooting yes! against the cops? Yes. James Gunn. No, gonna you're do rooting. That. You as the viewer, you're rooting, rooting against, against the police because yeah. they're infiltrated. You, because they've been butterflied. You want white supremacists to, to kill, kill the cops? <laughs> that's genius. Do you see this, that's, that's so. Do you, that sends a. That's him also sending a message, just to kind of like in the world too, just like how everyone views everything, and just like I'm gonna write it like this and. It's Uno reverse, like, <laughs> reverse card. <laughs> that is too funny because I can't. Thing, yeah. I can't wait for the news to cover it and to praise yes. the white dragons. No, for because their- they won't know. That's the thing. Is at the end of this, we got to wrap it up. Yeah. So we'll say this: at the end of this series, does the world know that the butterflies were a thing? I feel like there has to be some kind of like mothership esque thing where you have to kill all the butterf- where you can kill all the butterflies all at once, because unfortunately, Gus or what was his name, mm-hmm. uh, Ganache or mm-hmm. Gosh, mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of knows the team already. Yes, he's been around. He knows. T- he knows Peacemaker. He yeah. knows Vigilante. Yes, but there has to be some way of wiping <clears> out <throat> all the butterflies because if you take it by that map. They're not just in this town. Mm-hmm. They're all over They're the everywhere. world. Because yeah. that's the thing that you have to consider is it, it comes back to the problem the Eternals had. Where were the Avengers when these events yeah. happened? Where's the Justice League when this happened? Mm-hmm. This is a full-on global alien invasion, right? Mm-hmm. So this this season, if we're going to kill off the butterflies, it needs to be they're off everywhere. Yeah, well, yeah cause right? Because su- su- Superman's, Superman's crying about Martha. Batman's, you know. Doing, and why haven't they taken over Wayne? He's doing rich people things. What know. if yeah. Bruce is a butterfly? No, that's dumb. I know, it, but still, like you, why, those, 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 those questions. Like, that's why he's like. That's why he he doesn't deal with emotions. That's <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't know how he's to react. He's a butterfly to, all along. He's, he's been he's been, a, he's been a butterfly all this time. He's not actually Batman. But that's that would, a, it. Would be a way out of them going like, oh, he's been a bat, he's been a butterfly this whole time. That's why he kills I, people. I, oh man, that just made me think of like a funny little thing of like. What if a butterfly took over just Joker and just saw his memories and just went crazy and just like, like, could a butterfly take over, say, Superman? No. Mm, Why that's not? because the moment he goes in his mouth, Superman would just go. Well, him. I mean, we in, don't in know that re- in that anatomy ret- of a butterfly. Though. I mean, it, yeah, but, but also in that re- in, ra- in that retrospect, so could you? No, you don't know. But what if like Superman had like a titanium cranium? You know? No, see, that's that's where I think people don't realize where it's like Superman is invulnerable from the outside. virtually stuff on Earth. But when it comes to stuff, spacey stuff, he's no. vulnerable. He is vulnerable. So do you think that like, like everyone Starro. is like yes! Starro, like Starro? He he's vulnerable to Starro. Yeah. yeah. Magic. He's hardcore vulnerable. Yeah, because that's yeah. a that's an unearthly thing. Yeah. 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 So it depends. I guess we don't have to. We would have to know the. Oh yeah, I don't think. Also, isn't he also vulnerable to the uh, to the fires of Python, or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's the it's like that third eye thing. Oh yeah, like, I don't I think Gun is going to make this a global affair because if he does, he has to write in the well, Justice League. That that's why he wrote in the whole like we're gonna <clears throat> aim for their food source. Yeah, exactly. The cow, and then that's it. They're that's dead. it. Yeah. It, it honestly that could be it. it maybe you kill that one i would laugh really hard if it's a talking cow 
<laughs> if yeah. it is literally a butterfly, it's a queen butterfly that has injected herself into a cow mm-hmm. because it has udders and it's like out of the udders being <laughs> There's milked. so many references to other movies. Like they were talking about like different si- when they were doing this whole yes or no oh, bit yes. with Vigilante and he wasn't asking like yes or no questions. But it's funny because they mentioned Alien, right? Yes. And he's just like, oh, I wanted to know what it was like to give childbirth or whatever, right? I, yeah. I can 100% and please have this be a thing. If they do get to the cow, they think that the best way to kill the cow is through a mech of some sort because they seen aliens and that's how you killed the queen. I think it would be hilarious. No, because that's not how you kill a queen. Inside of aliens, you throw it into space. There's a difference. Yeah, but they use <laughs> oh, a mech to fight. You know what? What if the cow is is a queen? That's what I'm saying. That's like yeah. a high, yeah. You that, kill the queen. And yeah, you kill the queen. They and all they, die, and they all die. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm saying yeah. the cow obviously has to produce the milk. Mm-hmm. Has has to produce it through the udders. So what about if the queen infected the cow? Yeah. Is now giving. All, it's now feeding all these things. So now you have an evil an queen cow, cow. Mm-hmm. as your main villain. Because the they did end. do that with the gorilla. He was able to talk. That wasn't Gorilla Grodd, right? No, no, it, was, no. It, was a, it was a it was a butterfly taking. It was a butterfly taking. Gorilla. Gorilla. And he spoke. And he spoke. Yeah, but it was supposed to be a. It was supposed to be a. You know, a, a gorilla. A, a, it was supposed to be an homage to Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Yeah. I got. Yeah, I kind of figured. I kind of. You know, it's funny because they. You know how they mentioned that different butterflies or butterflies can go to possibly different orifices. Yeah. I was kind of hoping someone would like close their mouth and they just win up someone's butt, just to see that. Just to kind of. They're like, saving it. I think they I, are saving that bit because they're they saving they it set for, it that up. They're yeah. saving it for a Nazi. <laughs> I'm telling you right yes. now, it's going to happen where they. Where he hits open one of where they actually okay, shoot let's, open a skull. Mern, Mern does that too, the white dragon. What? <laughs> like Mern takes over his no because I don't think I, I Mern understands parenthood. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that he would infect his dad unless the white dragon is trying to kill Peacemaker and there is no other choice. What what if that's how you get the, the, the his hero? whole army to go along and teaming up with Peacemaker is Mern, him, Mern Mern takes control of the White Dragon, tells them all we got to we got to stop this, and that's how that's how we get. And our- then he puts them on the righteous path. <laughs> <laughs> and then now they're like, yeah. oh no 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 no, African American, which are they're called African Americans. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh, what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We do have to wrap up this issue. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. James Gunn has so many. There's so many possibilities with James. Well, Gunn. here's the thing. We we all know that Gunn has is unleashed because there have been so many f bombs in this show. And usually, even if it's on a streaming platform, there's not that many. They control that aspect. The f bombs have to be not controlled. On H- not on HBO. Not on HBO. But that does go to show the extent that they're willing to go and the I, freedom. He I has. will admit, they drop f bombs like going crazy in Titans. Yeah. Like in Titans, they're just like, oh, F this, F this, you know, F Batman. Just everything. Like they're throwing F bombs all over the place like a like a like a freshman in high school. Like <laughs> Or like Nick on this podcast. Hey man, I haven't dropped one today. Oh yeah, it's surprised Renated. I said He said Shrant. word. He said Shrant. Stop, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate you. He didn't say the S word, he said bit. No. He yeah, didn't. He, he said No, he didn't. Spit. We're gonna wrap this with this issue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, anything else before we wrap it up? No, honestly, I, 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 I could have a theory, but I want Renee's theory. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. I really want that because I feel like that's the now. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of like the only way to really end this. 
where everything aligns. Otherwise, you're going to have to fight basically two boss fights, which doesn't which, make any that's sense. Now. Yeah. yeah, and that's not really a James Gunny thing. Unless he does it where it's like, okay, I got to take care of the white dragon. Because there's two episodes. I got to take care of the white dragon in this episode, and the next one is the butterfly. I think that I have to take out the white dragon and convince him. That could be it, too. To help me with because, the butterflies. Because, I mean, there's a reason why they showed us that, like, they took over the whole precinct and jail. Like there's, they have large amount of numbers in that town now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up this right. issue. Yeah, um, guys, thank you for joining us on this issue of Keeping Up with the Nerds, issue eighty four. Right? Yes. If you guys want to know more about us or more information, go on to keepingupwiththenerds.com where you guys get all the update, all the up to date information on all podcast releases, as well as articles and any videos that we'll be uploading. Thank if you you're listening to this on our audio platforms, uh, you guys can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean as well, and you know everything. All the information will be in the descriptions. Follow us on YouTube if you have not done so already. We're at ninety one subs. We're trying to get to that one hundred, but we've been stopped. But there's new content on youtube if it's not up there it will be up there new skits new you know things to be looking forward to so follow us on there guys let us know what you guys think and the last piece i think that's most important is let us know what you guys think we have gotten a lot of of in-person feedback uh some people come into the store at understanding and talk to renee and let them know exactly what they like about the podcast um but yeah email us or comment you know in the youtube section uh on our website as well i believe there's like certain comments on the certain on like articles as well that you guys can leave uh you know certain things just let us know what you guys think about this show and how we can improve because we're heading into year two guys and there's a lot of work that we have still left to do so let us know we're all very excited i also really want you guys to comment on brian's admiration and love for the white dragon so if you guys can leave comments about that too so that way i can show brian <laughs> Ow! That hit my dipple! <laughs> Cut me in the dipple! Ow! Do the intro or do the outro. Help me! Help me! Ow, that really did get my nipple. <laughs> you like got me perfectly on the oh hole. Oh my god. Dead center. <laughs> All right, let me grab my hole in my nipples. Alright. <laughs> Pick it up from the floor, you fell off. <laughs> this has been Keeping Up with the Nerds, issue 84. My name is Nick Valero. This is Brian Renee. Recording at Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. We want to thank everyone for listening to this issue. We hope to see you all next time.